It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And with that, Coach Tyvis, are you ready to break down two Deshaun Watson plays and a play from Denzel Ward? Yes, I am. You know, I, you know, I had to put Denzel in there. It's my boy. You know, it's my he made, favorite, he made some really my nice favorite plays. Browns player of all he time. He made some nice so plays. Monday. He did. So yeah, let, let's roll it. Let's roll it. Now the first one is a montage. It's actually a couple of Watson plays, but there's a common theme as Tyvis will explain. Mike, okay. you can punch Coach Tyvis up when he's ready. Anthony. Hit the play button, and Tyvis, take it away. All right, so on this play right here, this is the play to Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is running this spray out, and it's on Deshaun Watson because his timing is down. Right here, that ball should be gone, but you see he pats it, he hitch, and he stakes a while to get rid of it, allowing that DB to get back. But it's not just his fault. Elijah Moore has to get flat. As you see right there, the ball should be out of his hand, but Elijah Moore should go straight down that line. If he goes straight down that line, that DB doesn't get that angle, and that ball has to get put towards the sideline. On this one right here, you got this wide open. I understand it's third and long, but give your guys a chance. You got Pierre Armstrong or Strong, the running back right there. He catches wow. this ball. He breaks the tackle. He's it's open. first down. Exactly. His last one right here, he, he got to put the ball. Him and Harrison Bryant need to get in the, in the lab together because this ball is behind him again. He puts this ball in front of him or on him. Then he makes the play. We seen earlier, the first play of the game, he puts the ball too far on the outside and uh, it led to something yeah. like that. So him and Harrison Bryant need to get in the lab together and figure it out. But you can see... Deshaun Watson, it's on him, but it's not solely on him on this play. You know, it, like I said, was he, this the first one? This, yeah. yeah this Can the I first point one. something out? That, he was staring down his receiver from the time he got the football. Well, that's because it's all timing. It's timing. But you, the great. You shouldn't. You will, should will not do it. You're supposed to look down the middle, then go to where you're supposed and, to go. And he got the ball, and he was staring, and he never turned his head. But the fact, if that anything, a timing play. It's easier you, to look away it, you, because it, you know where you're going. You know. But like yeah. I say, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what it is with Amari Cooper. He makes that play nine times out of so, ten. But with anybody else, it's for some odd reason he he watches the route and makes sure they're open. So I don't know if he's not working with them enough or whatever the case may be. But they spent all this time together in the offseason. These passes should be better. And Harrison Bryant yeah. – God bless you. I know you keep trying to do things, but God. I know you guys are put saying that that's a bad him. catch, and he should have caught the ball. With this right here? Yeah. No. Well, the pick six. Oh, the pick six. The pick six. Yeah, he should have caught that ball. That's a tough and, catch for a tight look, end. It, 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 <laughs> so they're not pass catchers now? I mean, no, no, but Tyvis, you know as well as I do that if you want to complete the pass, Give your tight end or receiver a chance to catch it when it's he behind. Did. It, Are you talking about that last one right there that we oh, just saw? Oh, that really? one the first no one was that in front one of had no chance. But <laughs> I'm talking even about the pick yeah. six. We put a clip out yesterday. I think that was you know was this a bad pass or a bad throw? Yeah. A bad throw or, or yeah. was it on the receiver? The, the answer is it's on both. Yeah, it hits your hands. You better catch it. Yes. However, the quarterback that's a seven yard throw. The quarterback's got to make a better throw there. I blame Watson more. I blame Brian Watson seventy percent uh, and thirty no, percent goes to the no, tight end. Dude, I know it hit no. his hands, but he's like stretching out. He's he was, tight end. and it was not that. 
Do it. I wish. Can, can we, we pull that up? We please? can show that. Can we, Mike? <laughs> like, please the tell six? me that's still in tag board. The pick six. Yeah, we have yeah. that. Give me one second. Wait, All right. Let's 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 cut this out. About that. When you with the Elijah Moore play, you said he's got to go flat. So in other words, if he's Cutting across on the twenty, he's got to stay on the twenty. Yeah, flatten it yes, out. that's and what he's supposed to run. Because if you drift it, if you go at an angle, to... the corner got time to come under and yes. make the play. You but know, if you does. flatten it off, yeah. now he got to he got to he's got to go farther it. to get exactly. to the twenty. I think as fans, we don't think about little things like that oh, very often. It well, killed, it, as a as a cornerback, I used to be like, that's your expertise. Most people didn't play. At a high level, and like that's you so did. fixable. It is. He's, he's, he needs that's a flat. But all, on the in all fairness, Deshaun Watson also got to throw that ball sure. towards the sideline more. But doesn't that, to me, with Elijah Moore drifting on that play, that's in the same to me ballpark as when I criticize him for not being able to keep his feet in. It's kind of like yeah. focus on the details. And, yeah. and maybe the reason he has the chemistry he does with Cooper is because Cooper is the tactician. He is very. So it makes me so so Deshaun knows I know he's going to be where he's supposed to be because that's who Amari. So when is. I when I watch the clip, it makes me realize like I see why he hesitated a little bit because he like oh wait he ain't flat yet okay let me adjust it now let me make the throw. Right. So I I get what he was seeing. So Elijah Moore, as great as a route yeah, runner as he drifting. is, he does have to be. He has to help his quarterback out and run the routes exactly to you the You got team. the pick and, and six, Mike, or no? I also think that we do have the pick the, six. The eyes with that. Deshaun Watson. He got to fix that. He's got it. And he that's an it, yeah. easy fix, he too. Been, Don't and, stare down your receiver. That's college stuff. He been, I feel like he always kind of did that, but his arm talent kind of overcame well, a lot Well, maybe of that. that's what's missing right now in his game. Maybe the corners and the, and the safeties have already decided – here, some pitchers it's have what's it's called on tape. Yeah, it's on tape. Some pitchers, when they're going to throw a curveball, and I used to be guilty of this, they, they're digging, they're gripping. And it, it could just be something just like this. Mm-hmm. And the hitters in the dugout say, guys, he's digging when he's throwing the curveball. Can yeah. I see that? Can so I? when you know what's coming, you can yeah. you have a better chance of, of stopping it. Wait a minute, so Mike. Got it, play. Wait a minute. Before we go to the Pixie, let me see that first play with Elijah Moore one more time. Because to be honest with you, next level, you it doesn't matter where the quarterback's looking. You know where you're supposed to look? As a safety, you're supposed to look at his shoulder tip. If his shoulder tip right. is going to – and his shoulders is pointing to where he's going anyway. So right. if I'm a safety, I'm not looking at his so eyes I'm even if he is down if, the middle. It could be something you as look small. At the Front show, the front shoulder tell you exactly where he's going every time. And he's and, looking at well, that And to way. that point, we're talking about Deshaun Watson. He looks physically the same. Mm-hmm. His arm is still clearly strong. Yes. I'm wondering if this isn't a case where he's telling where he's going the second he hits the pocket. If that's the case, of course his p- completion percentage would go down. Mm-hmm. Of course he'd be more thrown to throw interceptions. Yeah. Because the defense knows the second he hits his drop, where the ball's going. Yeah, top of the top of the hitch, usually quarterbacks is going there. If it's a timing thing, if it's all about timing, when a quarterback takes his three step drop, he go boom, 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 and he hitch, hitches up, that's where the ball is going typically nine times out of ten, because that's timing. If it's not that and he's truly reading the thing, then you got time to look at your safeties, which you should be doing anyways. You should be looking, digesting what coverage they're in. Then you say in your mind, okay, they're in cover two. Let me work the middle. Or if it's one high, all right, it's, then I got the outside. So that's typically how you can look off of Have a, you a noticed, um, because now I'll watch the game much differently on Sunday. I'm going to start looking. Get is he yeah. telling on yeah. every drop back? Have you noticed that he is going through his progression or looking one, two, three? He, he, he's on and off with it. Like I said, when it's a timing route, 
he's not going to do that. Because it, right. he just knows where to go with the ball. If he's trying to figure out where he go with the ball, then he's that's, looking. that's the thing. These defenses are disguising what it is now. So you have to know <laughs> coming into it. All right, if it's cover one, this is where I'm supposed to go with the ball. If it's cover two, this is where I'm going with the ball. But I don't know until after I snap the ball. You got to look at the down safety. If the down safety drops in the box, cover one or cover three. If he stays high and you got two on the roof, it's cover two. Is the safety his tell? That's every, that's every uh, yes. quarterback's tell. So They're always looking at the he's safety. He's watching the safety yeah. and kind of already processing, okay, yeah, that's why. dropped out. That's now why as a, as a safety, they say don't move. Hold it as long as you can, but you can't hold it enough that you can't do your responsibility. Yeah. Because Eventually if you, can, you, if you just stand yeah. there and don't do nothing. He won't know what do you, you know in. <laughs> when the on the timeline of when defenses started giving pre-snap reads, mm-hmm. do you know when that became the norm for teams to give a read and immediately, either a second before or at the snap of the ball, they go into what they really want, whether it's dropping a defensive end or whether it's bringing a safety? I don't know when it became a thing, but I know as a player, the best way to do it and the, and the best way really to do it is always to look at – the, the clock, the play clock. If you go to a stadium, it's a play clock behind you that the quarterback yeah. can see, and it's and a play clock that you can see on the defensive side of the ball. Typically, you want to move, especially if it's a blitz on, you hold that blitz until that clock gets to about five or four seconds because if you get that light, he can't change the play. Right. He, he, has to, he has to run it. So you wait till about five or four seconds, boom, get to where you're going to get because at that point, it's too late. I mean, that's the game right there is the, the offense trying to figure out what the, what the call is from the defense. And I got another. And the defense waiting as late as possible possible to show yeah. their hand eventually they, they always have to show it yeah but it's how long can you wait do we have we have the clip now and we've had the pick six ready forever we also have another play from Sean <laughs> Watson that highlights the opposite of what you just talked about maybe his best throw as a brown Tyvis you ready to break down maybe his best throw as a brown to Amari Cooper yeah let's see it this is the the one nice on the side. So, boom, 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 boom. He knows exactly where he's route. going. He knew exactly where he was going on this route. He's going to Amari Cooper right away. Throws yeah. a nice. That's a big third down conversion. Is there yeah. any way to see it? Because if you got to have it, you go into the guy that you trust and you work with the most. Right there, back shoulder fade. Yeah. The corner's on top. He sees that the corner's on top. What do you throw? Back shoulder fade. That's, I, mean, it's, I mean, this is the best throw. So, it tells you he got the arm talent. He trusts in his guys <laughs> and look at to Cooper make a play. Coo- too. Coo- obviously, right. one, right. two. Elijah Moore tactician. probably steps out on that play. <laughs> so he got it. He got what it takes. Like he's this right here tells you. He's having success on the sidelines with Amari Cooper. Yeah. That's it. Everybody but else. He's only having success with Amari Cooper, yeah, period. Yeah. And that's the – and, like, I, I get it. Like, yeah. Amari Cooper is a timing thing. Like, I, I literally, I just told you exactly what he do. If it's going to Amari Cooper, for some odd reason, it's always timing. Maybe because Amari Cooper don't have a long speed anymore. Yeah. But And they know Amari Cooper's going to win his routes nine times out of ten. So you right. need to get that ball on him right now. And the Titans everybody have, else got it, kid. At the least. Titans have nothing in the secondary. They, yeah, you know, it's an opportunity for Deshaun to have a good game, and it's up it, like Amari Cooper should have 100 plus yards in this game. I would. What think. are they ranked? 31st so or 29? You saying I should 28th start them against 28th in pass defense? The Titans? <laughs> no, you should. That is correct. All right, let's let's see the pick and let's we see who we play more. We have the pick six now, Tyvis. If you want to explain, we have two angles. You just yeah, ask what you want. It's to a catch. I mean, he should have caught this ball. Like, I look that I ball. Listen, that the ball is right here. It's right here. Like I, that I, That's useless. not terrible. That's not a terrible route. See the other. I mean, not a terrible ball. He should make this catch. Like, stop it. Yeah, that one. We don't. That one you can't see it. It's like my eye doesn't go to where the ball's going quick enough. 
Like, I get that you expect the ball right there. And, but, like, that's a, he could catch I that. think he should have caught he it. Catch but that. I think the throw could have been better. I don't, I don't disagree with that. But I'm saying Harrison Bryant could catch that so ball. So, your and percentage that is a percentage of can blame. I, can I ask this? So, you had, you had 70-30 Harrison Bryant. You oh. had seven-plus days to get ready for your first offensive play against Pittsburgh, and you drew it up to your third-string tight end. Or, your, I guess, your second-string tight end. Like what was the personnel? In? Was it was Majoku in on that? I don't think there he was. There were three tight ends in. Oh, there were it three was, tight ends on that yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the play was designed for Harrison. But I'm actually almost confident. It wasn't I mean, they, they no, were all that is all that play fast. is is spacing. That's spacing. Yeah, he right just there. took the read. It's it spacing is so that was the timing play. <laughs> no, it is because spacing is the first guy goes to the flats. The first, the second tight end goes and does a five yard out. The third one does a five yard out, and whoever gets open out of those two, because one of them's going to outflank you, hit that guy. So it wasn't like the first play was designed specifically for Harrison. Bryant. No, you got to read. It. You got to read. Got open. Yeah, you got to read and, it. And, and you it let was it go. A bad throw and a bad catch. That's a terrible throw. I think they both deserve blame. 70-30. 70-30. But he you know, caught it. It wasn't. I, you know what? Throw, I'm gonna play was not this designed. I, you know, Titus would know better than me, so I'm going with the him. The ball yeah. was right there. Like, stop it. The, but the you know what? Definitely not designed for. Brian, that was just the read that Deshaun Watson took that's from right. what the Steelers did. And that's why, ultimately, Mike, when people go bananas about play calling, it's crazy because on on many plays, there's multiple options. That's ultimate. Well, it's I think, not, it's yeah, not Kevin it's not a, Stefanski's decision where Deshaun Watson throws on the most ball. Play, on most passing plays, there are multiple options. Right. Depending on the coverage. Yes, depending gotta, on you what gotta they're showing. You got to dissect the coverage, and you should know where to go because, right. due to the coverage, is certain certain routes in that or concept that are that's not it's not going to be there. Right. You can't you cannot throw this ball because it should be covered unless that corner completely busts the coverage and that gets wide open. But for the most part, <laughs> when you see the coverage, you dissect what it is. There's a certain point. It's a couple of options. You got one, two. Check down. It's one, two, check down. Typically every play. You got one right. read, two read. If it's not there, throw the check down. So when you see fans on Twitter saying the play calling sucks, is that insane? Is there some credibility to I it? I mean, like the speed option on fourth and one is ludicrous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair ludicrous. Fair but enough. for the most part, Dependent. Sometimes it, when I look at play calling, they be like, yeah. "It's the play calling. It doesn't work." If the route, if the route doesn't work, I think is the receiver not getting open. That's part of it. Because if they ran a route and he not winning his routes and the corner's that good, obviously he ain't got nobody to go to. <laughs> and then two, did the quarterback make the right read? That's right. Because that's yeah. part of coaching as well. You need to coach him so he can see it. He should have an idea coming into there. First and second down. They run this. Third down, it all changes. They run these things on third down. When you get to these downs, you should be expecting this. If he doesn't know what to expect, that's terrible coaching. So it's, it's in the end, absurd for, an, you can't just blame for a, a fan to just randomly blame the play. Right. No. Well, on some play specific plays. Yeah, on some yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah a, guy just, a guy hit me on Twitter and told me to dissect this route where it was a it was a chip by Njoku and the concept looked like it should have been a double follow. But the problem is Njoku had the what chip. What does that mean a double follow? Double follow means that it's like a it's like a pair. So they like bunched up. Okay. And the first guy runs an over route. The second guy runs out and then cuts back in. It's like an angle. It runs an angle route. It works typically against cover three because they they isolate that buzzer. That first guy is gonna take that hook dropper and then when that guy the buzzer is gonna think that he's running out, he's gonna put his foot the ground and come back nobody should be in that area you should be able to hit it right there works a lot on third down okay. big third and short yeah. route what's so, your next play you got more we right do have one down? more play and for everyone in the chat asking if we could take these full uh 
just yeah. to bring you guys it's behind the small. scenes. Legally speaking, we cannot show those plays full screen. But oh, if I, I tweet them out, could. I can show them. It makes no sense. Legally, we cannot show those plays full screen. Yeah, but if I tweet them and through our system, that's as big as it Blame can Blame the NFL. Through tag board. It Blame is literally the NFL's the fault. It's stupid. But legally speaking, I don't want to get sued by the so NFL. So we, we can take it anything but all the way full. Well, we just in the system, it doesn't go bigger than that. That is as big as tag board gets in the because system. Because technically, so. you can show uh, a play from a tweet, but you can't show a play like from That's the exactly. The it makes no sense. It makes it's no stupid. sense. So really just so is. you guys know, it is not us. It is literally the NFL. Because yeah. I can't see it either. It's, uh, it's hard. And, and if you're watching on a phone, you have no chance. Yeah, it's tough. It is. Uh, it's the best we got, unfortunately. Uh, Tyvis, you played defensive back. I you did. Played alongside this next player in college and Denzel Ward did something pretty damn he spectacular. A, he was a young guy at this on, uh, yeah, on young Monday pup. night. So you want to break down Denzel Ward defending this slant route yes. as only you can. This is this one right here was next level because the challenge to all of this is when you get that that receiver that steps up on you and then shakes is very tough. But Denzel sits in there, which is something that Richard Sherman used to tell you. You got to sit in there on that route and understand. Don't let them threaten you. If they're not threatening you and getting outside of your frame, you stay inside of that the whole time. Denzel does a great job sitting in there. Boom. Pivots off and really gets his hand around there to get that PBU. Now, don't get me yeah. wrong. The ball could have was thrown a little bit behind, but I'm not going to take nothing away from Denzel. That's next level right there. Allen Robertson, yes, he's not what he used to be, but he's still a pretty productive wide receiver. That is a great play by Denzel. I mean, his acceleration on yeah. the ball like that. That right there is something that you can't coach. He right. sees that ball and he goes flying. That's instincts, right? That, that, that's so, just instincts. And and Tyvis on that play. Like, that's huge because if if Denzel Ward doesn't get his hand on the ball and Robinson catches the ball, that might be a 90-yard touchdown because there's only one player back, right? Yeah, if safety. he gets past the safety, Is that, and the safeties, if you look at it, the safeties, it seems like he's kind of flat-footed at that point, and Robinson's moving. So if he catches that ball. Dang, that boy good. That, that boy might be a 90-yard touchdown if, that if Ward does not make good. that play. Oh, my gosh. That's a great instinctual play. And I mean, he, also to avoid any kind of pass interference coming over his back. Yeah. Because his right hand it was is behind Robinson. And oftentimes <laughs> yeah. you'll see the corner sort of grab or pull or try to get a hold of that back a little bit and slow yeah. him down. But it, he didn't do well, that. Well, it's, it's, speaking of which. His reps like that, that I see why he got paid. I got to that, ask that's you. Million, that's a $100 million. Because that's third. This is probably third and it short. It was third and short. And that, you got to have it. It was. Uh, it was second and short, by the way. Grant, I thought it was third. Grant Delpit picked off Kenny Pickett. The very oh, next yeah. oh, he did. Okay. Let me ask you he had another status. play similar to that that was the third down stop. In the third quarter, yes. Yeah. Last, last week on Friday, <clears throat> we, we did a draft where we picked the 10 best players in that Steeler-Brown game. Okay. Going the game. And Jay, I can't remember if it was Jay. It was definitely Jason. <clears throat> it was definitely the behind-the-scenes guys, and it might have been Jay also. We're arguing that Martin Emerson Jr. is better than Denzel Ward. Were you part of that team? We, Jason and I took in the draft. I had Martin and then Denzel in right. my draft. So and, and everybody here besides me had Emerson at, or maybe G. No, no, me. it was two to two, and they yeah, broke the tie. They right. went with Martin. G Emerson. and I said Ward is better. Okay. Jason and I Jason said and, and Martin. the guys behind the scenes when Emerson. So, and the I personally don't Martin. think at this point it's that close. So I think Ward's way ahead. So I get what say you? I get why Martin and Martin Emerson is special. Martin Emerson will be a really good football player in this league. 
The difference between Martin and Denzel, and no, I know I ain't even got to look at the chat, but I know people are going to durability. That's not the answer. <laughs> the difference between well, the two. No, that's part of the equation. Nah, listen. That's uh, Emerson's favorite. Listen, absolutely. The, the difference between is the athleticism. <laughs> Denzel's athleticism is off the charts. I mean, he is the speed. He just the, proved it. The, the not afraid to come up. I mean, he forced a fumble last uh, Monday. This guy comes up. He got that, that them reps where he's a very bend. Guy, he just does freakish things. Right. Where Martin Emerson, he is just a, he's a big corner and he uses his size and he plays the ball really well. I would think that longevity wise, as long as Denzel stays athletic, he will be what he is because this nobody can really well, match. You though, can't. I'm you worried can't, about the durability. Though. You can't. The durability is, is, is I mean, the you only get thing. Two more concussions this year. You start yeah. to think about the end. I wonder what helmet he's using because they, they come out but, with different helmets every year for like this one's supposed to protect you the most from concussions. And I wonder if he's upgrading his helmet every I year. I think does, he's got the best available. Well, it's a lot of guys that's like, listen, this is the helmet that I like, and I'm not changing it. Well, my goodness, yeah. that's that's crazy. But Tyvis, if if you went Went to every NFL DC right now and said for the rest of the year, would you rather have Denzel Ward or Martin Emerson? Would any uh, defensive coordinator in the NFL you think take Emerson over Ward? For the rest couple? of this season. Rest just this season. Yeah, that's different. For the rest of this well, season, no, because Denzel, Denzel's playing at a, at a he's playing at an all pro level yeah. right now. Yeah, but but here's what was in my mind. Denzel last year took a big step back. He did. A big step back. He did. And I can't forget that. Now I mean I don't know what was going on. I don't. He had but the. Did he have the Jay, assignment? Are Jay, Jason, and the behind-the-scenes guys ready to apologize? Absolutely not. Did when we they? Have, no. We approved. Tyvis says when proof. they had well, again, when they played Cincinnati. Science. Did Denzel? It's not proof. fair. Not proof. This we have it. We have as an educated opinion. So now it's three to three. Do anybody know that if Cincinnati did Denzel shadow Jamar Chase that game? He stayed on one side, if they, and they didn't do this last year. Last year, they were going yeah, all over. I didn't yeah. know where the hell they were playing. Yeah, they but, playing, but so they playing against sides. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, they're, they're staying on a side. They're picking their side, and they're staying on it for the most part, okay. which I thought was interesting. So, I mean, the one thing that that gives the offensive coordinator the advantage on, if you don't want to throw to Denzel – and you know he's always on the left. But Denzel, Denzel has to get picks before that happens. That, 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 they're not. I know, but I'm, I'm just talking about. I'm not about talking about like staying away from him because yeah, I'm no, talking about no, you no. want to complete yeah. passes, Still. and if Chase is your best option to do that, and Denzel is always lining up on the left. Well, then the offensive coordinator can fix that. What well, the, I have your numbers, Jay. What is it? Jamar Chase was targeted three times in coverage against Denzel Ward. One reception for four yards. Okay. He was targeted twice against Martin Emerson. No catches, no yards. Well, that proves it. Science. Week two, that doesn't prove it. <laughs> in, in week two, hold on, hold on. In week two. I'm kidding. George Pickens, when matched up against Denzel Ward, five targets, three catches, 104 yards, including that 71-yard touchdown. Uh-oh. I don't like that one because against, I don't know what they I didn't either, yeah. but. Martin Emerson, he was targeted twice all game. No receptions. Uh-oh. So they were playing both sides. They were playing. Yeah, I wonder. Well, no, 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 because the receiver could have been moving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. no he I, said. Sorry. Let yeah. me clarify what I meant. Yeah. I, I'm, the DBs play side. Yeah. I'm yeah, saying yeah. they played their own side. Yeah. yeah. I wonder it, if they'll continue. Like a, a team like Tennessee, they got Traylon Burks, nice player, good young They player. don't have anybody like Chase or yeah, like Pickens. Yeah, like Pickens. Yeah. No, you're right. Wait a second. I tried to write him off. Pickens better than Traylon Burks? 
Yes. 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 Absolutely. Who was drafted higher last year? Oh, I, that doesn't prove anything. Pickens did. I don't I thought, even think. No, I think they went both second round, didn't they? Uh, well, what was their you, production last well, year? Well, no, no, prove anything. No, but you're oh, asking. Burks went in the first round. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah. But is. but no, I. But just, how do we know Pick, Pickens is better? What was the production? Yeah, let's I'm, look at the I'm going to compare them right now. Give me one sec. Uh, I mean, and again, again, Burks just going off the eye year. test now, again. Yeah, but how much have you watched Burks? I've barely seen I've him. I've seen him a handful of times last year. I did watch uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett when Jacoby was starting for them. I, I watched those games. Josh uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, but he only started one game, I think. Well, George no, Pickens, statistically speaking, yeah. has been significantly better. Yeah, well, I don't he even played think one year, Mike. Well, that's all we have. Well, I mean, they both Burks played one time? year. Is, yeah, Maybe Burks, Burks has played Burks. 15 games. Pickens has played 19. Uh, Pickens has 61 catches. Burks has 38. Pickens yeah. has 964 yards. Burks has 538. Pickens sure. has five touchdowns. It, Burks it's has way one. too early to decide who's better. I was saying who's been better. Well, I mean, we all know. Hold on, hold on. Tennessee also is a much more run-heavy team than Pittsburgh. That's true. They are, but I, I mean, AJ Brown was eating over there. I wonder if you just <laughs> got him with that one. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's, laughs> got him with that. Pause. <laughs> no, there's. It's it's absurd to definitively say one guy is better than the other. Well, <laughs> nobody's watched Traylon Burks play much. Jay, well, how many well, games has he played? Well, two. Everything we say. Everything yeah. we say. But he looked at me like I was insane for saying Traylon Burks is better. And so did he. He was a first-round pick. I know he was a first-round pick. So was Johnny Manziel. I know that, but still. The last thing I'm going to do. But Johnny Manziel, we didn't write him off a little time. The last thing I'm going to do is decide a player is better or not based on where they were drafted. I'm not deciding that, So what we have is production. I know, but it's not that big a difference at this point that it's it's a you well, say it like it's a short a thing. It's not that big of a difference, but it is. I have two announcements. We've got a 19 games and 15 games, <laughs> and one of them has nearly 1,000 yards, and one of them has 500 yards. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right, we're going to move on, but Tyvis, you have two announcements real quick. I got two, 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 two announcements. Yeah. One, Jordan Schultz came out and said that Kareem Hunt will be getting snaps in week three. And, nice. my, and my wife wants you guys to know that the People magazine said that Jason Kelsey didn't confirm Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating. That's good. That's yeah, it. I'm not buying it completely. Mike said it's real. Mike, yeah, on our call, let's catch our viewers up. <laughs> the last thing on the call, Mike we told go us we we're going to start the show with confirmation from Jason Kelsey that Travis, his brother, is dating Taylor Swift. But I, what, I don't believe it. I got the text from upstairs, like the pe- not technically upstairs, but the people above me, above me, saying, "What are you doing with this on the show today?" And sent me the audio clip. I don't of, believe it. Who asked you that out of curiosity? Uh, I'll tell you off air. Okay, you my, cut me in my ear. There's no proof. I don't. I don't believe they, Jason Kelsey messes around all the time. All the time. Oh I don't yeah. Believe like it. these guys are such cards and Jason. And Jason. Cut-ups. Jason Lloyd agrees with me. He says that the pick is the pick six is on Harrison Bryant. Thank you, Jason. You're, well, you're well, a great, now, you're a great a man. You know now football. that is a sight. Jason you know still thinks Jedrick Wills is an average uh, left tackle. You know so. what? Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I was watching Jason on yeah. Channel Three on their, you know, their their follow their game wrap up with yeah. Nick, Nick Camino, and he said they were talking about the rookie, Dewan Jones, and he goes, "Listen, I know Brian Balding is out there breaking down tape, saying that he was good." <laughs> He has all kinds of issues. <laughs> I mean, he was yeah. really hard and on Jedrick Dewan Wills Jones. Is a lot worse, and he's and only five yeah, years. Yeah, he was burying the lead. Yeah, Dewan Jones may have had issues. Yeah, but Jed Wills. Jed, 
We're gonna watch Joe lose a fifth round. Uh, 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 hold on, Mike just tore his rotator cuff trying to get us to move on. I know. It's like if we don't start this PFF thing, we're never gonna get to it. And Aditi's on at twelve thirty, and we can't. If we don't get all the PFF grades, let's go to the PFF grades. The PFF grades are tied directly to Juan Jones and Jed Will, so we're gonna get that in. And also tonight, seven o'clock behind the glass. You do need the sticks, Earl. You're gonna run with the sticks. I want okay. nothing more now, by the way. The Traylon Burks have a better career to Pickens. For Good you luck with that. Dismissing Traylon Burks out of hand. Well, once saying. Will Levis takes even over. The, even the numbers are not fair. Behind the glass because the Titans throw the ball. I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to dismiss him out of hand. I'm saying he's you a did, formidable wide receiver. No, I said he's not George Pickens. We don't know that yet. The body of the we've it's got not enough, enough work. Nineteen games it's and not apples to apples. One team throws the ball a lot more. Get there, grab there. The Steelers throw the ball a lot. The Titans don't. Maybe if the Titans had George Pickens, they'd throw it more. Maybe the Titans. George Pickens, he being asked to be the number one wide receiver before last week. Is their number one wide receiver? He was not last year their number I one mean, wide receiver. I mean, Deontay Johnson catches a lot of passes, uh, but he doesn't catch Jay, touchdowns. There's zero discussion. It's not his thing. Go. Uh, Deontay Jerry, Johnson. Jerry. Deontay Jerry, Johnson. Jerry. The Steelers' number one receiver. <laughs> hey, there's no debating. I got an idea. Let's Jerry. ask the. Let's ask the. the do chat? a YouTube poll. The chat? Who's the better player? George Pickens is what they're going to say. I mean, that one's not even hard for me. Jerry. Okay, let's Jerry. go. Are you saying it's uh, apples <laughs> to apples, the two of them? It's not, clearly. I just came from my beads. Last clearly week. Not. We did the eye test versus the PFF test. All right, test. spit it out. Let's go. Let's go. Here's <laughs> your introduction. Let's go. I'm going to give you two players, He's and you tell me now. who graded higher in PFF. All right, you guys ready? These are all from Monday Night Football. I'm going like this is a fast read. i got to do a PCC read. Just do the PCC read. You don't have to tell us you're going to do a PCC read. Let's go. Well, I wouldn't have to tell you, but as soon as I start talking, y'all interrupt. I can't interrupt, hear anything so you're saying anyway. So I have to anyway. let you know what I'm doing so you don't interrupt. First one, who graded higher on Monday Night Football? Mohurst? Or Larry Ogunjobi? Give me the happy face if it's the Brown. Give me the mad face if you think it's the Steeler. Mohurst or Larry Ogunjobi? I'm going, I'm going uh, Ogunjobi. He had bigger play. He had a couple of big plays. Yeah, but he had more plays. Yeah, that's true. So what are you, you're going, oh, you're going for so the Brown. So we have two for her. I understand how Mike's brain works. I'm going to say, he's yeah, right. no, he set us up. Because you guys up. are all suckers. You have a lot of plays. You're going to, oh, Larry Ogunjobi made two plays. No. You don't even know if he got his ass kicked the other he, 70 Here's plays. the thing. <laughs> I'm only going to answer I know Jay by is the, eye test. It's broken down the Traylon Burks tape here. So have you. So I, you. I'm not claiting to. I watched I'm the whole game. The air, how, how are we arguing over two people to have Traylon nothing Burks. That's not an around. argument. Traylon Burks. So Traylon Burks. He's going to look back and say, I can't believe I said Burks. He is going to do that. I did not say he was better. I said it's undetermined. You yet. said which one's the better player. I said it's. I just want to know who got the, who got the higher yet. PFF grade. Let's That's go. all I want to do. I'm the saying, reveal, I'm and it's saying. not close, Mo Hurst, significantly. I told you. I knew it. Well, well you jumped into his brain. I know. <laughs> I'm going to just answer by, based on it. what I think. I what jumped I think. into Mike's brain. That is one for. See, I, I well, we're not keeping score, but that's for one big for plays. I do too. But I, that, and, the and PFF, PFF does not. It's yeah. just another play. Yeah. But that's not the way you do it. I want PFF. Reggie how Jackson hit the home you run. You know they don't do that for big plays. No, they don't. They they, don't. Every play yeah. is weighted the same, yeah. and that's a mistake by, on that. I don't buy that. All right, next up, who graded higher on Monday Night Football, Deshaun Watson or Kenny Pickett? Happy face for Deshaun. Both stunk it up. Mad face for Kenny Pickett. I'm going to say that slightly. <laughs> like very slight faces and bull is trying to think they how were I both horrible him. they were i actually wait a minute but i'm going with kenny stick it here we go <laughs> so the opposite 
of the results last time. The reveals. Mike, it was Deshaun Watson. Oh. Almost doubled up Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Wow. Here you go. I'm surprised you want to pick. You hate Kenny Pickett, man. I know. I'm just. I, I blew that one because I was trying to get Mike's head again. And don't, it don't. Work. Just go by what you think. All right. In the, right. In the, I, in the words Fair of enough, Stephen A. Smith, call. he has small hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two guys who both made a big impact on Monday Night Football: Zadarius Smith for the Browns, Alex Highsmith for the See, Steelers. Now I, now, I do think this is a sucker question. I thought they both played. I well. thought they both played well, but again, I thought Highsmith made. The huge play in the huge moment. I'm but it just counts for any other play. So, I'm going Zadarius Smith. One for Zadarius and two for Alex Highsmith. The result, the second highest graded player in the entire game was. <laughs> I should have used, used my rule. Yeah, you you used my own rule. But I went with You advised me. I took your advice on that one. And you got it right. And, and I, got I got went right. to your advice and I got it wrong. <laughs> All right. All right. Next. You guys like this one. David Bell or George Pickens? Who graded higher? Oh, that's easy. David Bell. David Two Bell. for David Bell, one for George Pickens. Is Tyvis finally wrong, or will his undefeated streak continue? Yeah! David Bell. So close. Pickens, graded higher. first of all, Pickens, what did he do besides that one big catch? Nothing. Well, he had a couple of catches. He, 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 and he was... But, but, you know, that's like saying, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, did you enjoy the what play? What did David Bell do? You've been saying the same thing about Jerome Ford. What did he do besides that one play? You did. Fair. <laughs> I did. You're absolutely I right. I got you on that one. Listen, when you're making a case for your guy, you can use that. <laughs> when a case is being made not for your guy, you can't that use that. Oh, that's good. Before we move on, real, real quick, we talked about last week PFS grading scale, a high 70, low 80. That's is good. A very good performance. Very good. Did you watch that game and leave saying David Bell played really well? You know what? David Bell, uh, I, I was kind of making fun of him yesterday because yeah. there were certain plays where he was asked Chipping. to be the chipper, yeah. and he did a terrible job. Right. But there were a lot of other plays where David Bell's blocking was very, very good. And I didn't he catch all of his targets? He did. I think they threw it to him two or three times, and he, was, he didn't did, drop any. Deshaun trusts him because although he's not a guy that nobody talks about, Deshaun, every time he's in the game, he gets yeah. recept. He gets I mean, targets. Well, he only got one target in week one, and he dropped it. And, it was, and how many, that was, how many that, targets that, that told he what he needed four? to know. I'm looking up right now. I'd say four and three catches. Some guy, Cedric Tillman, gets done. He's on a milk carton, bro. <laughs> Did we? Is he still on the team? David Bell, three targets, three catches. I actually made nice. a note watching the game that after noticing how the lack of timing and chemistry between Moore and Watson just needs to be off by a step. Yeah. I think Bell, right under Cooper, is the guy that he actually has his best natural chemistry with. I, I mean, yeah. It's so funny. You're probably right. The whole summer, people were talking about his chemistry with Elijah Moore. I think he's got the worst chemistry with Elijah he Moore. Right I, I just pointed right. it out. Well, yeah. it might be because he's not where he's supposed to be, that, where he's supposed to be there. part of Maybe it. that's why he struggled with the <laughs> Jets. Perhaps. And not because Zach Wilson sucks. Look, that's entirely possible. Yeah. OBJ wasn't a tactician route runner. No, that's what... Next, next one. Yeah, don't even bring up the name, bro. Speaking of dating, he's dating Kim Kardashian, apparently. No, he's not. Odell. That was reported. No, they said that they were hanging out. Well, you know what that means. He's still with his baby mother. Dude, Odell doesn't hang out with women just to hang out. I mean, are you serious? I wouldn't be surprised. Come on now. Before we get to the next one, I have a stat for you guys. PFF just tweeted this out. The Cleveland Browns have only allowed 14 first downs through two games. That's fewest in the NFL. The league average is 36.2. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is an elite defense. 
They played well Elite. enough to win on Monday night. And they couldn't do it. They left. couldn't do it. The, the Steelers never had the ball inside the Browns' 30-yard line. The, the, the snap they took closest to the end zone was the 31. Yes, How do you lose a game in that situation? Don't the defense, the defense <laughs> give it away. The, the offense gives the defense <laughs> two touchdowns. Give it that's away. That's the only way you do it. If, if, they, if they just protect the football, that's it. It's 13 to nothing. That's imagine, it. Imagine you, really quick, imagine you were in a coma, you woke up, and I said, Jay, welcome back from your coma. Let me tell you two facts about the Brown Steelers game. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I'm glad you're. I'm, I'm glad you're okay, buddy. I've got two you stats got, for you. you, you, go, you say, I'm the Steelers back to never the ran a play inside the Browns' thirty. Yeah, oh, that's a win. And the Steelers had negative seven offensive yards in the fourth quarter. They Browns, are two the and Browns are two and Browns are two and zero. You would have bet your entire life savings. I would have said if I'm wrong, I go back into a coma forever. <laughs> well, you'll be nine and, and that would be it. Nine nine. Yeah. It's <laughs> almost million to well, one. It hasn't happened this century. I'm going. It hasn't the happened the this next century. one, I'm going with Pittsburgh, no matter what. All right, go ahead. Okay, next up is the battle of the left tackles: Jed Ooh. Wills or Dan Moore, who graded out higher. So I ain't switching my answer. You're not. I'm going. I said I'm going. This. I'm going with the Pittsburgh. Who had no the better what. grade? I don't even the know. Higher grade. <laughs> Jed Wills. They or both Dan Moore? stink. I think they're yeah, two they, of the they four. Do, <laughs> they do stink, but I gotta stand on what I'm, I said. I'm staying Browns. I guess I'll say more. Yeah, I just I, I'm jumping so in his head. Two for more, one for Will. I'm, in I'm his not going to reveal this yet. I'm going to tell you the loser of this one had the single lowest PFF grade they have charted in five seasons. It's going to be oh, more. Wow. Maybe it's going to be more. Single lowest PFF grade in five seasons. It's more. Either Jed Wills. Or what? Dan Moore had a historically bad PFF performance. And the answer, no, I'm going to change it because I would have heard by now if Jed Wills set the new record. The answer was Dan Moore. Yeah. With a 15.8. No. Ball could have got a 31. Crazy. I'm not kidding. With no practice. I am not kidding. How do, wait, how do you get a 15, Dan? Uh, wait a minute. Not, wait, I, I, that's a lie. 40 sacks. There's it's no way. Miles Gary had one tackle with one pressure. Like, how did this happen? I don't think he was. Oh, yeah, he was going up against the left I'm tackle. not. What? Like I said, I'm, I'm being dead serious. This is I, not I, a joke. I feel like we need to bring like, on I got to go watch PFF it again. To explain how these grades work. Miles Gary, must have, he must have just been in the backfield. He just did get there every time. Like that so must his, be what his splits, is. by the way. Oh, yeah. my God. His run block grade, and Anthony, you're right here. Anthony will confirm <laughs> to look. His run block grade was a 30. His pass block grade was a 3.5. <laughs> his rate, I mean, so he lost A traffic play. cone can get a 3.5. Anthony, will you get on the mic and, and confirm for me so they know I'm not lying? <laughs> I can't confirm. Mike is not on drugs. So a how did he not have more sacks? You know what? I don't understand that. Oh. Somebody, somebody has it in for Dan Moore yeah. at PFF. He's an Aggie. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. That's a three well, point. That's five. why he's not good at football. What? Uh, what were Jedrick Wills splits, Mike? Uh, get, I got pulled up. Give me one. Second. He got a fifteen. Three point five, bro, in pass block. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay, then, then that's got to be a typo. <laughs> no, and Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett had one tackle. That's what I'm saying. I don't We're going to get to Miles there? Garrett next. Jed Wills <laughs> breakdown, by the way. So he had a 50.7 overall. Which is horrible. A 49.4 run block grade and a 58.1 pass block grade. Which is still bad, but not like record breaking. They got him confused. Dan Moore, 3.5. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's like Blutarski in Animal I never, House. I didn't even Zero think you could do that. Point. 
Zero. It, zero. If you're significantly worse than Jed Wills, don't you need to retire? <laughs> yes. I don't even know how you're I on mean, a roster if you're significant. If wow. you're that much worse, a 3.5. Once again, it's gotta Tyrus, be a you admit that Jed Wills looks like a complete slappy, doesn't he? He does not look great. <laughs> I like how he does that. He right, refuses got, to bury someone. He just says, well, he doesn't look great. Do, that's his meanest type of That's That's his highest level of meanness. It doesn't look great. We got a couple more. Who could it hire? Miles Garrett or TJ Watt? Oh, 100% Miles Garrett. I know. Yeah, PFF, PFF has a They love Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Yeah. He'll have one tackle in my, and they'll give him a 91. Jay. You probably saw this. If you I didn't. I got right hand to God. I haven't seen it. Right. I, I'm telling you, I have not seen it. Now that to me, I'm sorry. I just I, PFF is dead to me. <laughs> they're dead to me. God. I want to bring on somebody to explain. God. They're dead to me, bro. Works. Does John Costco do that? Is, I know we've had John on. Before. Nah, I think we get one of the big wigs there. They're dead we? to me, bro. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll work on like that. Steve we'll Palazzolo or the, like it is. the Canadian guy. What's his name? Sam Monson. It's always weird when a, pl- a person from another country talks about the NFL. Because in yeah. other sports, who cares? Who, who's the American talking soccer in England? Right, it's weird. But there's, there's two guys. There's Sam Monson, who works PFF, who's Canadian. He's got that thick Canadian accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're a fantasy guy, Matthew Berry does a fantasy show. Yeah, and yeah. his partner is Australian. Right. And it's bizarre listening to a guy with an Australian accent talk about football. I just can't. I can't believe that. That's crazy times. And 10 points higher. You know, if you told me Miles Garrett had a 91 and, and TJ Watt was a 90.5, sure. But 10 points higher, man, TJ Watt was everywhere. Was everywhere. Miles Garrett must have took on that double team and really was effective. It, really effective are digits in a box score to they, me. Did they run to the left? Look. I need plays. I need sacks. I need strip fumble he return did, for they touchdown. Did, did they run? To I the, need Did plays. they run to the left? Okay. That's half the battle. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who Let's played see. better Monday night on your eye test, Miles Garrett or T.J. Watt? You're going to miss Miles when he's gone. I Listen, I'm saying he's one of the top <laughs> five players defensively in the you're league. Gonna, you're gonna miss him I'm just together. saying who played better Monday night by your eye test. T.J. Watt. Okay. I and I don't everybody think would agree. Close. That's the whole point of this everybody exercise. everybody would agree on that. Just right, we got dump two on more. PFF. <laughs> we got two more next. Two more. Up, who played better, Grant Delpit or Minka Fitzpatrick? Oh, Delpit. Oh, give me Grant. We're screwed on this one. No. There's no way PFF got this right. Delpit. I think Grant Delpit. Delpit probably right. had a ninety. Yeah. He should have had a ninety-two. But watch, PFF is going to get this wrong. See, let's they see. They haven't gotten them all. They better not. No, this one they nailed. They okay, good. Uh, yeah. Delpit is the second highest graded safety in the NFL through two weeks behind. Ooh. Uh, it's a name that was linked to Cleveland this summer. Oh, uh, the guy used to be on the Eagles? No. CJ Chauncey Gardner. That yeah. was well, linked. Oh, well, this one's near and dear to your heart. Come on. Oh, oh Jesse oh, Bates. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Bates is a 93. Yeah, he's got is he really? Start. Where is he? And Grant Delphi, 92.2. Oh, no, no, no. no Vaughn right. Bell went to Carolina. Yeah. Eli Apples had an interesting start in Miami. Don't do that. I yeah. Don't do that. Man. Don't do that. No, we ain't going to talk. Next. 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 All right, the last one of our this or that PFF grade game. These are backwards. Did Anthony send them backwards? He sent the reveal twice. So I'm going to give you the two players, and then we'll okay. just show you the reveal. 
right. Jalen Warren or Elijah Moore? Jalen Warren. That's a weird comparison. I it thought Jalen Warren played very well. I thought game. he played well, too. It's going to be a lot. No, but, you know, he's comparing the these case, guys because Moore is going to be higher. Let me, let me switch. was awful. Let me yeah, switch. so my Go eyes ahead. tell me it was Moore, but I know no, PFL. Your eyes tell you Warren. Warren, yeah. yeah. But, my, but the PFF, PFF will tell us Moore had the better game. Let's see. Yep. The answer. Jalen Warren. Dang. All right, so they got there okay, a lot got, of these that they actually got right. They did. They got they based got, on our eye test. I think the most egregious thing, though, about the grades 3. was 5. the 3.5. I'm it's telling you, a traffic cone can get a 3.5. It's egregious. <laughs> that's the wor- that's the one. Got to be a I'm trying to imagine I thought so, too. It had to be 35.0. There's no way. He, he I'm trying to imagine myself yeah. playing left tackle against Miles Garrett. I would probably die. Would it's, I die? You know, it's okay. If left tackle against Miles? If I played left tackle... I guess my okay. You'll be I like, die. you'll see him, his get off the ball and the way he bends, you'll be like, I can't believe that he moving. You that know, fast. I probably wouldn't die. He's, he just run around. Yeah, he run around. He okay. run right past. He just run right, right, right past. Would you rather yeah. play opposite Miles Garrett for a full quarter yes. or take one punch in the face from Mike Tyson? Play opposite? Yeah. So, like, play left tackle? I would definitely rather uh, yes. play Miles Garrett. I definitely do left tackle. Because Miles Garrett wouldn't punch me in the face, I don't think. But, but he gets to beat up on you for a quarter. Yeah, but he would just, it'd be beneficial to him probably to just run around me. You know what the good news is? I might take the punch, guys. No, no you wouldn't. <laughs> I might. No, you would You know why? Because about the seven-minute mark of the first quarter, you're going to be like, how much time is left? No, but the punch is getting knocked Jay, out. You're not thinking logically. You're going to go three and out, so it's going to be three plays. <laughs> They're going to run the ball on their side. Okay, 30 there. plays. You might get six plays in there. Miles you going, getting, y'all going three and out every time. Miles Garrett's <laughs> getting like 90 sacks against me. Can you imagine, though, doing either one of those? Oh, my God. Lining up against Miles Garrett uh, or a taking a punch from Mike Tyson. This. If Bull – boy, I love you. Yeah. If Bull was to essentially die on a football field – my God, what are you? Listen, listen, listen. I'm in a coma. You're dead. Mike wants to take over the show. If Bull was to listen, if Bull was to die, right, if I died on the field, but was a left tackle, and Miles Garrett had to jump over Bull, lifeless body on the ground. Every play, could he get a 3.5? Would he grade higher than Dan Moore if it was just his lifeless body on the I ground? Might. 1.6. <laughs> He's slowing him. Okay, He's so slowing so Miles Garrett down. So Tyvis gets hit by an airplane. No, don't put. No, 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 no. I ain't in it. I ain't in it. We're all it dead. He gets run over by a truck. Oh, <laughs> would the ghost of Earl be able to slow down Miles Garrett at a higher PFF rate than, than 3.5? Oh I wonder if his God. new nickname. Do you remember when? When uh, I remember it well. When Jalen Rose on on first take oh, yeah. asked Skip Bayless. Is it true that you averaged 1.2 points oh, per yeah. game your senior year? And Skip's nickname for a long time was 1.2 in the social media world. Is it true? I can't is, remember. Is Moore's new nickname 3.5? It might be. That's sad. I, I mean, can't be right. Way, cannot be my right. Son, I, I wanna, before we bring Aditi on, because I know she's coming soon, my son asked me this question the other day, and I was like, i got to ask this on the show real quick when we have a minute. So I'll ask it real quick. <laughs> it, he's like, if Messi played against 110-year-old, good, solid soccer players, who would win? By Wait, there's 100 of them on the field them. at one time? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're going to win. All right, Messi and a goalie. Messi and a goalie. Just a random adult goalie. He got to no, go the whole field that, That's 200 feet. There's no way. That's 200 feet. There's, there's, there's no, no way. way. Hold on, hold on, there's no hold on. way. Messi is going to dribble through those kids. Like, like, they're, like they're not even there. It's not e- No, it's not even there. But yeah. there's 100 of them. If there's 10, it's Messi Is the goalie time. 10? No, the go- Messi's the goalie for the kids is ten. Yes, 
Oh, then Messi's, oh, Messi's going to yeah, win, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. Because, because yeah, none yeah. of the 10-year-olds will be able to kick the ball hard enough to get it by a pro goalie. Yeah, that's right. But, but Messi will score often <laughs> on a 10-year-old goalie. you got to go to yeah, whole on a 10-year-old field. goalie. That's a great question, though. I right. like that. That's what about is there any sport where I'm the hundred ten year olds can I'm win? Sl- I'm slide tackling, if that's the correct term. Like in baseball, the hundred ten. Well, you know, because you need nine players in right. baseball. Um, yeah, but that's that would be I'm taking you know him out. That'd be a great pay per view <laughs> event. Got a Didi? All right, we got a Didi. We should actually ask a Didi that. But before we bring in a Didi, uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone out there who watched our post game show on Monday night. It was late, and it was still one of the highest-viewed programs we've ever done. It was the number one-viewed wow. post-game show in the entire Cleveland market. So shout-out to you guys. You're the best, and we appreciate well, y'all course. sticking up with us into the wee hours really like of the morning. Mike, which question did you ask Didi about the messy thing? That nice line. If she yeah, thinks 100 kids could be messy. No gray. You got gray now. Yeah, is a Didi there? We do have a Didi. A Didi. Hi. The kids. Did you hear that question? No, I'm confused. The, all right. You you know Messi. I mean, I'm not a soccer guy, but you know who Messi is, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. So, one team is Messi and just like a good, solid MLS goalie. Just a guy. But he's a professional. Okay. From the Columbus okay. crew. From the Columbus crew, whoever their goalie is, okay. all right? The okay. other team is 110-year-olds that are good at soccer. Not like the greatest ever, but there's 100... 10-year-old soccer players, all 100 good athletes for their age, good, solid soccer players. Who wins? Well, are you playing 11 of the 100 or are all 100 on the field all at the same time? All 100 on the field at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they'd run into each other and Messi could dribble all through them. Yeah, yeah so I, you're I'm going putting Messi. my money on Messi. Yeah, I am. Plus, could you imagine him squaring up on a 10-year-old goalie? <laughs> <laughs> He might kill the kid. That's he yeah, he yeah, might yeah, kill he'd someone. Probably kill some of the kids. He might if he if he kicked the ball as hard as he could. Yeah, kids would be doing backflips all yeah, over the field. True. As imaginary as that one is. Yeah, Aditi, did you have you ever heard of somebody posting a what is it? Three point five. <laughs> Dan oh, Moore's PFF? PFF passing grade worst ever was three point five. It set the new bar. <laughs> I mean, I really can't believe that the Browns lost that game. It's yes. insane. Oh. <sighs> I can't The Steelers' either. defense was out, outrageously fantastic, yes, obviously, but still, were. I mean, you can't beat a team that couldn't muster anything on offense. They had minus seven I, yards in the fourth quarter, and they were trailing, and they won the game. Yeah. But I would argue, yeah. Aditi, that the Browns, I don't think the Steelers' defense, I thought the Steelers' defense was good. I didn't think, I thought the Browns' defense was way better than the Steelers' defense. I thought the Steelers' game. defense made yeah, the big plays score. in the big they moments. They the same way that the Steelers' defense did. The Steelers came up with the money plays, with the splash plays. They did, and that's 100%. the difference. I yeah. mean, so that matters more. At the end of the day, if Agreed. you have one play that nets, you know, whatever, <laughs> you have two plays that net 12 points, two touchdowns, right? Is that what it was? They yeah, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I mean, 14 touchdowns? points, really. Right. Like, who cares if you're defensively winning the rest of the game? You got to score. You got no, but to your point, it's like the Browns were able to run the ball with no problem. They their defense played great. I mean, I gave it. We gave the stat before. The Steelers never took a snap inside the Browns thirty, and they had negative seven yards of offense in the fourth quarter and won that game. I mean, the odds of that have to be a million to one. Uh, I mean, I don't know that. I feel like I've seen the. Steelers win that way a fair amount. I, wasn't I in Cleveland? That's pretty extreme. So when Nick Chubb was hurt, 
two years ago, right? I was in Cleveland and it was like a 15 to 10 game, something yeah. like that. Do we remember right. the Steelers beat the Browns. Uh, they kind of contained Nick Chubb and the Steelers were middling that year too. Again, it's the splash plays. It's that you can That's play it. great defense, but when your offense is struggling, as the Browns offense kind of was, it wasn't lighting it up, then the defense needs to score too. Yeah, I agree with you on the <laughs> splash plays. I mean, we, I, I know the Browns' defense did make the interception and gave the offense the ball at the 19-yard line, and then the off, offense dribbled right down their chest. Right, they, they right. Got, nope, they went three and out and missed a field goal. So mm. they and didn't the, take oh advantage gosh, of it. I thought that was supposed to be solved. In fact, <laughs> that was the text I, I sent to Joe Thomas to Chris Rose and to our producer, Jonathan Siegel. And I was like, I thought the kicker problem was solved. And then he nails a 55-yarder that looks like it would have been good from 70. <laughs> I know. Oh, don't start me on this. I know. It's maddening. But I think your point is the point. The Steelers' defense, maybe for the entire night, didn't play as well as the Browns' defense. But when the game was in the balance, when there was a pivotal play to be made, T.J. Watt puts on his cape. Highsmith was incredible in big moments, right. and they made those, as you call them, splash and, plays. That's the difference. You know what, Jay? It, it's one of those things, and it, it's funny because Jim Schwartz talks so much about that front being disruptive and wanting to be disruptive and all of that, but you also have to have a nose for the ball. And it's funny because this is exactly my son. You're talking about Messi, so we'll talk about soccer. My son plays soccer. He's not particularly technically sound. I don't like watch him kick the ball and think, oh, you've got, you know, a great shot. But the kid just has a nose for the goal. I right. mean, every week he's scoring two or three goals. It just happened again. My husband texted me when I'm in, where was I? Denver. Oh, Nico had another two goals. Wow. So you watch him. He like really doesn't look that great. No offense, Nico. Sorry. Thank goodness he's in school. <laughs> he doesn't look like one of the better players at practice. But game time comes, and he's his team's leading scorer. He's so a gamer. I love it. Nico's going to be yes, a star. At the end yeah. of the day, right. That's more valuable. I want performers in those big scored. moments. Well, by <laughs> the way, Aditi, I quickly looked at that 15-10 game. You're right, 15-10. The, the Steelers yeah. had 20 plays inside the Browns' 30-yard line. 20 plays. And they had 100 yards of offense in the fourth quarter. I, to me, this was unlike any game I've ever seen. It was, it was crazy. I mean, that's fair. That is fair. I'm just remembering that sometimes it's – you know, the defense that really carries the day. Yes. Because you're saying the Steelers' offense did that, but they still only had 15 points. So it's yes. not like this is one of those, you know, Ben Roethlisberger throws for 300-yard juggernaut no. things that they lost. It's just yeah. – it's disappointing. It's frustrating. It's funny because I was in Denver this past weekend, and this is a conversation I had with Pat Sertan because that Denver defense has been really, really good. And Denver, since the start of last season, has lost more one-touchdown games than anybody. They can't seem to – their team has scored. The defense has held – last year, the defense held opponents – to less than to 17 or fewer points, mm. I think six times, and lost. Mm. And Dick LeBeau used to say, if you hold the opponent to 17 or fewer points, you've got a 99% chance of winning. Yeah, you but should Denver win. losing that way. And so I was talking to Pat Sertan about this and how you don't just get so frustrated with the offense or how you avoid the split within the team, within the locker room. And he's like, well, at some point, we just have to score too. Winning is about all of us, you know? Like, yeah. And you have to pick up the slack. You I have to have Pittsburgh each other's defense did. Way. They yeah, added two yeah. touchdowns, and that well, was the difference. And that game, in that game, you would do. And I was watching a lot of that game. You did a great job. And uh, Denver did score points, but they choked. I mean, 
Yeah. You know, Washington made a good come. Brian Robinson Jr. was was fantastic in that game. And you and you know what fueled that turnaround was a fumble. Yes. So Chase Young provided the pressure that forced a fumble on the other side. Washington recovers the fumble, and all of a sudden, Washington goes. I'll tell you, that that kid, Sam Howell, is so impressive. He's very wow. level. He's a coach's kid, but he's got a lot of you know, internal fire in him. He's deceivingly athletic, and there is a big, big difference on the Washington sideline from the Denver sideline. Wow. Do you oh, mean in quarterback leadership? I phrased leadership? that very wrongly. Just... Yes, the wow. energy. The, <laughs> boy. the Washington was down. Washington Stop. was down twenty-one-three. Not shot. And there were no hung heads. There was no giving up. There was full engagement. There was a lot of you know fire. And then as soon as there was the first touchdown, it was again there was fire. Ron Rivera was you know in guys' yeah. faces about how proud he was. I mean, there was this one moment of Ron Rivera going to Brian Robinson and kind of holding him and just being like how proud he was of him. Wow. And Denver, meanwhile, when they were up, they were fine. And then as soon as Washington made a ball game of it, and there's still a whole half of football to be played, Denver just kind of deflated. Wow. That's Sean Payton and Russ. Those those are a couple of guys that won Super Bowls. By the way, Aditi. Exactly. You didn't see anybody walking up and down the sidelines saying, keep your head in this, or we're okay, or we'll come back, or settle down. And what's different is that I talked to Sean Payton at halftime, and he actually was not alarmed or anything. He was very level. He was very, he said, it's fine. We're fine. And I was like, what? He said, look, we did so many good things in the first half. We just build off of that. Let's just keep doing what we did. It's not like we can't do it. It's not like we haven't figured it out. We did figure it out. So Sean brings that, you know, brings that sort of, we're still in it. But nobody on that sideline really had it. And that was weird. Uh, Weird. Tyvis played with Russell Wilson. And I don't know if you heard this. He's hiding behind his mask right now. Oh, gosh. He said, when you started saying what you said about Sam Howell versus Russell Wilson, he said, not surprised. Oh. Show, your, show that's yourself. Not what I see. <laughs> what did you say? I said. I just... Russell, is a, Russell is a great guy. Russell is a really great guy, just not a great quarterback. Aditi, speaking of great quarterbacks. <laughs> speaking of great quarterbacks. Wow. Um, um, Coming into this week, we got, we got, we got Deshaun Watson. I want to tell you, I want to tell you about my meeting with him and he says all of the right things, but I kind of need a translation. So maybe you and I can talk later. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Anyways, talk about great quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, he had the game that he had. Obviously Nick Chubb is down. They got the I'm Titans. gutted. They I got say that publicly again. Wow. I am gutted. Aditi, yeah. I mean, the word yes. Tuesday, sad. Yeah. Yesterday, I asked the guys to use one word to explain the game Monday, and my word was gutted. There's no other yeah. way to say it. I, I I didn't even celebrate the touchdown, the go-ahead touchdown. Moments after, I couldn't even celebrate it. I was still in shock. Yeah. I just I'm so. Anyway, I'll start crying if we keep going there. So he is what is good about football. Yes. He is what football is supposed to be. As I tweeted, he, I mean, if I could have a team of chubs, I'd be deliriously happy forever and ever. And yeah. um, anyway, let's just hope it's uh, as routine a uh, repair as, you know, routine is a funny word, but that it's not worse than that. Um, okay, quarter, moving on. Quarterback play. Quarterback right. play against I Tennessee. Could. We got ten. We got Deshaun Watson versus Ryan Tannehill in this this upcoming Sunday. What quarterback play is going to be better? 
Oh, God. <laughs> well, it better be Deshaun's. I mean, now, now's the time, right? Deshaun told us in the preseason that this offense is, has been running through 24, but now it's going to start running through him. Okay, well, there's no 24. So it has to run through you now, Deshaun. And everything that we expected to see out of you in the preseason, we are waiting and ready to see. So let's go. That's it. What? And Tannehill was better in the in the second game. Yeah. Week two was definitely better than week one. You know, week one he kept missing guys. Week two he was threading the ball better. But and he's he's got some nice receivers. I like that one two punch he has at running back. But uh, Cleveland's home, and it's time. And there better be an emotional charge from what Kevin Stefanski said that everything we do now we try to channel Nick. And I hope they also feel, it's funny because Odell said this to me, Odell Beckham Jr. said this week one in our meeting with Baltimore. And he said he, he's just so much more grateful after having come back from that injury. He just recognizes what an amazing opportunity it is that we get to play. What an amazing opportunity it is that we are healthy. And he keeps saying that to his teammates. Seize the moment. You're healthy. You don't know how long you will be healthy. Yeah. You don't know if you'll be healthy two minutes from now. So seize the moment when you are healthy. And the Browns need to do that. Aditi, when Deshaun Watson played before his first game with the Browns, I don't know if you can remember before that game, like on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being no doubt, one being a lot of doubt, what would you say was your, your thoughts on Deshaun not being able to or being able to get back to being great. Were you at a 10? Were you completely convinced that at some point he'd be great like he was in Houston? Yes. Okay. You mean this summer? This summer you're asking no, me? No, last year. Signed? Before he played his first game last year. Oh. No, I was not at a 10 before I ever saw him play last year. No. Okay. So were you? where were you before you ever saw him play last year? I was optimistic. Yeah. I mean, I, did, I wouldn't think that the, that, I mean, maybe like an eight. Okay. But you were a 10 at the beginning of the season? Yes. Okay. After two games, he's continued to play poorly, but it's two games, but it's eight games since last year that he, he has not played any good games. Where are you right now? Are you starting to lose faith uh, no. of his ability to turn no, around? No, not no, yet. no, 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 no. Are you still at a 10? Not yet. Still at a 10? Yes. Okay. Wow. Good. I just, it's so early. It's so early. And you know, it's funny. We were in a, we were meeting yesterday and Arch, Adam Archuleta, my analyst, (coughs) was saying that he actually, Deshaun actually had tons of success in Houston when his line was kind of shoddy and he didn't have a great running back. Right. We talked about that. He actually operated really well. Now this line is very good and the Browns still clearly think that they can run the ball. They don't have Nick well, Chubb, but they still think they can run the ball and they can support these two Aditi, I got to disagree with you a little bit. I got to disagree with you a little bit because I don't agree. I, can't, I don't think we could blanketly say their line's good. Their tackles are not good right now. I, I will say, I mean, I look, I thought Dewan Jones, well, so last week I got in trouble because on Pittsburgh radio, I was asked, oh, will TJ Watt have a field day with Dewan Jones? I know. We heard and we I, played the clip. Oh, of me on the radio saying no? We couldn't hear your Didi because Mike was talking to us. Okay. (laughs) I think he's probably trying to clear me because you have another guest coming. But you played the clip of me on the radio? No, we didn't play the clip. You told us about it. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, I thought we played the clip. Uh, So I said that because I really thought that Dewan Jones would be okay. 
would be, you know, ready for that moment. But again, yeah. it's, it's the kid's a rookie. It's the first time he's ever played on Monday night. Agreed. It's the first Agreed. time he's played in prime time. It's the first time well, he's Jed faced the defensive player of the year. Jed Will what stinks. Jed Will stinks. He can't play. Um, you said that. Okay. Maybe there's a more diplomatic way for me to go about saying that. Hey, sure. we have 10 I've seconds, Aditi. We literally have 10 seconds. Kareem okay. Hunt, back to the Browns. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We have to see about his attitude. Interesting. Let's see. Thumbs sideways. Right? That's it. No, that's yeah, that's a diplomo- diplomatic answer from someone who is considered a team reporter. So she's heard things. Aditi, thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. I'm sorry we Bye, had to rush. I, I love. I, I had a lot more. For I Aditi. thought it was her. Re- it was her that we had. No, to go. we're bringing on our OSU. Mid- we have uh, our Ohio State guest, and tonight oh. or not tonight, this weekend's Ohio State Notre Dame game is on WKYC. There's a post game show with Ted Ginn Jr. and Nick Camino. So make sure you guys check that out on WKYC Saturday night. And joining us now is Andrew Zolden of the Drive the Lane podcast, one of Ohio State's premier athletic podcasts, who has had some major guests throughout the years, including the guy sitting in the middle of our panel today, Tyus Powell. What's up, Andrew? What's up, guys? I'm hoping this is really, really good for you to bump off a DD for me. So apologies in advance (laughs) if it's not up to those standards. Yeah, if you suck, man, we're going to be ripping you. That's pretty simple. <laughs> Andrew, you're not going to suck. We know. Listen, we know who this guy is. Andrew's a professional. Um, give us, give us the treetops of this Notre Dame Ohio State game. I, I'm a lifelong Buckeye fan. I've got concerns for sure, but I feel the Buckeyes are going to win. Am I wrong? I don't know if you're wrong. I feel like they're going to win because I run probably the most biased Ohio State podcast in the world. And I don't know if I've ever said they weren't going to win. However, this is the first time I can remember in a long time where I confidently do not think the Buckeyes have the better quarterback in the matchup. I think that Sam Hartman is incredible. And I think there's a good chance that the Ohio State staff is like, hey, why don't we look at doing a, a one-year option with a portal quarterback in the future. So wow. I think it's going to come down to a, a battle of the quarterbacks. Ohio State's always prided themselves on developing players and having it be their guys. But if Hartman's the far superior quarterback in the matchup, I think it says not just a lot about you know the Notre Dame team, but the state of, of college football as a whole. However... The one thing I think about this game is, is, and I'm sure Tyvis has alluded to it, you can still win the Big Ten and make it to the college playoff with a loss. So there's probably some world where a loss could potentially be a good thing. But obviously you never want to lose a game. But Tyvis, think back to, you know, Virginia Tech. That yes. game didn't really matter in, oh the, my in the great gosh. scheme of things. These, but it wasn't a good thing, though. Oh no, no, it wasn't a good gosh. thing, but it happened early enough where the Buckeyes were able to yeah. dig out of that hole. Don't you don't want to lose late. I mean, yeah, don't you got to listen. The Ohio State will have a chance to pile up some quality wins over Rutgers, Indiana, and Akron. So <laughs> you know, those games are meaningful. Akron's not on the schedule. By the way, is there anything dumber than college football polls before the second to last week of the season? Anything? Nothing dumber. Yeah. from college football polls, except I, I'm a believer that the college football polls do whatever they can to make the matchups as close as possible, whether it's a top 10 matchup, a top five matchup. I'm surprised that the polls didn't find a way to make this Notre Dame team in the top five, at least going in mm. to this game. Normally they do that. I'm sure they'll say, yeah. you know, if Ohio State wins this game and then Notre Dame loses another game, 
all of a sudden this will be a, a non-meaningful win for Ohio State. We right. see stuff like that happen every year. But I'm a little surprised that they didn't make these teams at least a little closer in the rankings for, for this matchup. Andrew, you know, in the past, for the past couple of years, where really since Ryan Day has taken over, this passing attack has went completely bonkers. I mean, you got quarterback and wide receivers going first round. But the running game hasn't been up to par in those few years. What have you seen out of the running game this year? Because I think I've seen something that Notre Dame struggles with the run. Yeah, so going into the year, I said take the under on every Travion Henderson bet. One, he's been (laughs) injured. Two, they have like seven running backs that they rotate in and out. And after week one, we said on the podcast – if you have five running backs, you don't have one. you got to establish by the Notre Dame game who your guy is. And I do think finally it looks like, you know, we're getting old Travion Henderson back. He looks good. You know, like not, I think 90 or 100 yards and two touchdowns last week. If they can establish that early, as you know better than anyone, that's just going to make it so much easier to get the ball to Harrison, get the ball to Ibuka, open things up for McCord. So, Yes, maybe Notre Dame struggles with the run game, but if Ohio State's getting cute early on and giving multiple guys carries and not really establishing one guy or finding the one guy that's going to you know, break through the defense in this game, you don't want to be you know, in the second, third quarter still figuring out which guys you want the ball in the hands of. And you may, you may feel differently than me about that, but I'm happy that at this point in the season, heading into week four, that, you know, Ohio State seems to have their offense established. How mad are you if you're Marcus Freeman and last year you played Stroud week one and this year you had to wait until week four to play a team that had, you know, a quarterback competition. They were probably so upset watching that week one game against Indiana thinking this is the week one team we could have had this year. Last year we had yeah, to play no kidding. At, yeah. at Ohio State week one, C.J. Stroud, who has more 300-yard games than Fields and in two NFL games already. So if you're Marcus Freeman, you're like, hey, you know, this is the best opportunity we're ever going to get to beat Ohio State, but I kind of wish we were playing them week one. Well, what about on the defensive side of the ball? Is there any concerns there? So I texted you not to ask me about the defense, so I know you're doing that. That's why I did that. Good good job, Titus. That's why I did it. (laughs) They have not let up many points this season, which they haven't played necessarily – teams that you'd expect to put up a lot of points but everything I saw and everything I read was Western Kentucky is going to give Ohio State a game they're going to score they're going to get up and down the field they have I think the quarterback their quarterback last year led college football in yards yes you know best receiver is going to be an NFL player down the road so it's good to see that they shut down that offense but this is a different level. You know, it's Notre Dame. It's at Notre Dame. It's Sam Hartman. You're, you're potentially, with Kyle McCord, he's turned the ball over more than you would like. If you're given, you know, the defense bad, bad positions, you're giving them the ball on the wrong side of the 50. You're, you know, getting back on the field quickly. Tyvis, you know the defense can get tired. And you could have yes, a long drive can. that results in, you know, three points or it results in, a a turnover late in the drive, but you still don't want to get back on the field quickly. I think sometimes with Marvin Harrison, you have a long defensive drive that results in a stop or, you know, three points. And then all of a sudden it's two plays and Marvin Harrison is, is in the end zone and the defense is running back out there. I I wondered you is, 
Are you more pumped up when something like that happens? Like, hey, we get to go back on the field. We just scored a touchdown. Or are you like, come on, we just one minute of rest? Come on, what are we doing, Marvin? Now, now you, oh, you, you, he's not complaining about a touchdown. I'm about to say I'm gonna be more pumped up. <laughs> Who is your Who's your X factor for this game offensively for the Buckeyes? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Ooh, I'm going to give you a, a good answer, and I'm going to give you an obvious answer. The good answer is offensively, it's Sam Hartman, even though he's not a Buckeye, because we'll see if he's the best player in the game. But it's got it's got to be Kyle McCord. If this is the game that he proves I'm here, you know, this is the lowest my Heisman odds are ever going to be, because now I'm going to be 4-0 after a win over Notre Dame, and maybe throw five bucks on me to win the Heisman. But I, it, there's just no way that that's not going to be the difference maker. I can't see this being a game where, you know, Ohio State all of a sudden, you know, Travion Henderson's having a 200-yard game or all of a sudden, you know, they're doing these slant passes and they're beating the defense. Like, it's just – it's going to fall on the quarterback. And, you know, this is going to answer a lot of questions and, and shut up a lot of fans. I saw uh, Joel Klatt said, hey, you know – the Ohio State fans and the Ohio State media, which is all of us, treat it like they have to win every game. If they yes. lose, they get killed. If they play close to bad teams, they get killed. So even last year after the Notre Dame game, they won. It was the season opener, and everyone was like, why didn't they score more points? JSN got hurt. The season's over. Painful. It's just I'm kind of similar to the, to the Browns, if you think about it. Watson, you know, one bad game, and we're all ready to throw the team away, me me included, but like this is just the game where Kyle McCourt can say, everybody shut up. Yeah, it's fair. Deshaun Watson has played eight bad games for the Browns. In, in- <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Andrew. You're being too a- nice, bro. Andrew, let me tell you, I, let me tell you something. I, I'm sick of hearing for the guys who complain about Ohio State fans being too tough. It's college football. Three quarters of the season are meaningless games <laughs> with meaningless opponents for Ohio State. So those wins don't mean anything. I don't care what they do against Western Utah State, okay? <laughs> There's three games that matter, and one of them is Michigan, and Ryan Day can't win that game. If you were the if you were the athletic director at Ohio State, and they're going to need a new one. So here's your chance to audition for the job. If you were the athletic director for Ohio State and they lose again to Michigan, and don't survive that and win a, win a championship, lose to Michigan and either don't make the playoffs or lose in the first round, are you firing Ryan Day? Yes or no? This is what I'm doing if I'm the AD, and this is a great question because I have a great answer for it. I am praying that the Tennessee Titans have the worst season they've ever had. Yeah. And I'm praying that Ryan Day looks Ryan Day looks amazing besides the Michigan game. He accepts an NFL offer as either a coordinator or a head coach, and then you slide Vrabel in. It's a nice, you know, Andrew, did you just admit your – are you saying you're gutless? You don't have the guts to make that call. Let's go. You can't get the Let's job, go, Andrew. Andrew. I'm, saying, I'm saying I am still trying to get Ryan Day to come on my podcast. And just like I will never utter a bad thing about Coach Holtman because he keeps coming on our show, I'll never say a bad thing about Ryan Day. Until he comes on the show, then we can say whatever we want. 
All right, very All right. good. Makes sense. There you go. Andrew, smart man. you can come back. <laughs> you were fine. Prediction. <laughs> prediction. What's the prediction? Ooh, ooh. Ohio State wins by a field goal. It's a close game. Sheesh. All right, I'll, I'll take cover. cover. That's not a they cover. Win, I don't, don't care. Who cares about a cover? I'll take it. Don't cover. No, I'm with you. The cover matters. They don't cover. Don't All cover. All right, very wow. good. Andrew, right, Andrew, thanks a lot, man. Catch him on his podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Drive very, the Lane very podcast, good. it is Drive him and Joey Lane who played basketball at Ohio State. So if right. you didn't get enough bias from Andrew, you'll get even more bias <laughs> from the Buckeye himself. It's a great podcast. We appreciate Andrew from coming on. Overtime's coming up. i got to steal Tyvis to tape something for Friday. So okay. Bull and Jay are holding down the fort while Earl produces OT. So if you hate me, Slacker. which I know a lot of you guys do, that means Earl's in my seat. Stick around for overtime. No one hates you, Peace. Mike. They may dislike you. They don't hate you. That's a, hate's a strong... Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.